Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hi. Hey, Robbie. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? It's been way too long since we've recorded a podcast. It hasn't been too long since I've seen you. I know. I saw you earlier today. Yeah. Matter of factly. Seriously. But um, no, it's been too long since we did the podcast. Sorry, everybody. It's been... um, Hectic. Yeah, it's been busy and also, um, yeah, just full transparency. I've been in a weird little funk where, honestly, I don't really think, uh, I don't think you want to hear a podcast from the state of mind I've been in for the last uh, two weeks. Yeah. What, what, if you were to classify in three words, what would those words be? <laughs> um, it would probably be angry, <laughs> irritated, uncertain, malaise. What the fuck is malaise? Like mayonnaise? <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> um, no, it's just it's a general sort of like just uh, blase. Uh, it's been a haze that I've been having a hard time shaking, and it's just a general sort of like bad vibe. It's been a little bit of like a, a mood pollution that I can't sort of shake. And it's mm. nothing specific. It's not like, oh, there's a you know army of elves stabbing me in the feet, and I can look at them and tell you that's happening to me. It's just a general. You're in a funk. Yeah, it's been an, it's been a funk that I can't You're shake. In a funk. And it's been really, really, really annoying. And so, um, hey, I got it. Apologies between that and uh, work, and also Satine being highly in demand. Our schedules just haven't been jiving. So, uh, my apologies for um, my part in uh, our infrequent recording. Yeah, I'm sorry too. I've been working on a film, and as I've said in the past, when I work on a film and I do 14 plus hour days. I'm not the kind of person to be able to stay up too late. And I've <laughs> yeah, literally fl- fallen asleep on my couch every single night, like in my vampire crossed arms situation. <laughs> I did not know it was a crossed arms situation. Yeah, for like the past two weeks. And I wake up at five in the morning. And I'm like, I should probably go to bed just so that when Steven gets up, he doesn't find me on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, man. But yeah, no, I, I'm proud of you that you're working hard and doing doing Thank what you got to do. Yeah, and I was sick for um, a little bit, too, so that didn't help either. Yeah, well, but we're back. Here we are. We're back. Hi. Enough excuses. Yeah. So what have you been up to? How are things? We have a lot to talk about. What have you been up to in the last Um, three weeks? Okay, so, well, the film. Yes. And Was it one of them or both? Were you doing two? Okay, well, I did a commercial. Oh, yes, the commercial where you got to cover a baby in gore. I did, and yeah, that was fun. And the commercial's out. It's on YouTube. It's called, it's something stat oil. I'll have to, maybe I'll just post it. But I did the makeup for it. And um, it turned out really well. And then I've been working on a film. And we are, we finished all the interiors here in LA. So now we're halfway through, which is why if we can finally record, at least for my part. So um, next week we start all the exteriors in the desert. So Palmdale. You're we're going, going to Palmdale? To Palmdale. There's some, there's oh. some yokel, okel, um, gas station apparently that's just perfect for this one scene really wow god it's so funny i actually uh just uh what two weekends ago or last weekend went to a friend's wedding someone from high school and i saw his mom whom i absolutely love and i have not seen her in probably a decade because my whole family left palmdale and i haven't gone back for the best reason it is it is all for the best but i have not been back to palmdale in probably 10 years because my first year of college my mom left and she oh moved. and i've never been so i'm in for a treat aren't i well it's a different town now than it was when i was there like when i was there um i mean not that this is like the true meter of uh civilization they didn't have a trader joe's like now they do oh um but also like when i moved they have there, a walmart they have many walmarts there's several 
Oh, it's like Los Los Banos or Los Banos. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like Palmdale's always been trying to be Valencia. Like they're trying their best. Uh, like, okay. And Valencia's cool. Yeah, no, Valencia's cool. Um, Valencia's a very planned community. It's kind of nice. Palmdale's a little bit more uh, unplanned dog sex mixed breed mess town. Ooh. Um, but like. Sounds it's, hot. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, but you got the base there, military base for all the you, Edwards Air Force Base, the hot boys who I hobby. want to just say hi to, but then they want to kill me. <laughs> but yeah, it's been um, when I moved there. Uh, not that this is another sort of like you know meter for the world, but like when I moved there, there was no mall, and we had to drive. We six, had a strip mall. We had no mall at all. Like we had no real mall. Like antique mall. I don't know if we had that even. What the fuck? No, Palmdale was just. It was like very very small and like very spread out not even an antique mall though well it's like we like we lived off of avenue p and avenue l was the closest grocery store so um m n o p four miles we would drive and it was just straight up like desert there was almost nothing in between us and the grocery store it was that level of like development and now the city's much more developed it then now there is a mall there's a trader joe's there's uh we there's um i feel like every year or every election there's a new measure that you vote on in palmdale Mm. about rezoning which allows for another Walmart to be built. Well, like while I was in high school, I was part of a phone bank telling people to vote like no on Measure E or yes on Measure E. I don't remember what it was, but it was like back you know twenty years ago almost. And um, and it was because if that rezoning would pass, then they could build like a third Walmart. Which Hondo is a small town; you didn't need three of them. Well, you know what they say: a Walmart breeds white trash. Well, and, and white trash breeds more Walmarts. And that sounds like <laughs> Palmdale in a nutshell, or at least Palmdale that I knew uh, when I when I left. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm curious what your what your take's going to be if you're there just for work, like how that's going to be. I'm there just for work. I will see nobody. I'll stay on set the entire time. Crafty's there. Food's delivered. I will literally see nobody. <laughs> so I'll be fine. Nice. Yeah, so that, um, I went to Guild Hall, remember I talked last time? Yes. Oh, before I get to that, though, oh, okay. I did not, remember I was up for that lead role for that film? I yes. did not get it. I'm sorry. Wah, wah. But that's neither here nor there, so that happened, and so I went to Guild Hall, though, the bar in Burbank. I didn't talk about this, I talked about going to it Yeah. last time. And how was it? It's super cute just like a cheers it's basically cheers for gamers and everybody knows your name everybody knows the bartender his name's chris say hi to chris if you go and he's super adorable and um yeah i met up with this guy who i game with was gaming with on um overwatch and he's like oh i you know i live a few blocks from this bar we should meet up there and have a drink and just chit chat i was like okay cool so met up they had Overwatch League going on. They had like some weird YouTube video of like player where you could create your own characters and like fighters. What are those called? It's like that system where you can create your own characters and put them into a fighting game and they can all fight each other. Like a oh. 2D fighter. There's a word for it. It's pretty famous. I'll have to look it up. Like Whatever. And so... There's that. And yeah, Overwatch League was having a game that night. A bunch of Overwatch League people were there. Was the it the finals? Was it like last weekend? No, it was three weeks ago. Oh, okay. So it's like a semifinals or Got something. It. And um, Geek and Sundry was there partying. And yeah, it was just cute. And I got to meet some people and everybody was nice and whatever. Nice. It's just like a bar. Adorable. That sounds nice, though. Yeah. Last week, I was actually they at... board games. Sorry. No, it's okay. Last week, I was actually at the Overwatch League Stage 2 Finals. Oh, tell us. I was. It was yeah. fun. Um, It was... Because on February 11th was the Stage 1 Finals. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, that day there was like three normal matches, and then there were the two final matches afterwards. So it was five matches that day. It just went all day, and they kind of realized that was like too long for everybody to kind of be doing Overwatch League. Uh-huh. And so they decided to for stage two to break it up. So um, on the twenty fourth. Was I thought um, you weren't going to go to that. I couldn't go on the twenty fourth. Oh. Uh, on the twenty fourth was um, three matches, like the last of the stage, and then um, the finals, which were two other matches. They moved to Sunday. Oh. And so, like a lot of people uh, from work bought tickets on Saturday, um, thinking it was like the finals, and then turns out, oh, they announced like, oh, we broke it up, so now it's three games and then two, and so a lot of people couldn't go to Sunday hmm. because of that, because you know they weren't really planning on it. Luckily, I was able to scoop up somebody else's ticket that wasn't going on sunday so i went to that wedding on saturday and then on sunday i got to go to the finals super cute which is nice yeah it was a matchup between the philadelphia fusion versus the london spitfire yes everyone thought the spitfire would win they did not and then uh for the finals um like you know the very the last match ended up being the fusion versus excelsior which excelsior won yes and confetti got blasted into the arena and it was it was fun they won a hundred was it edible confetti could you Uh, eat it it, i'm sure it was edible i mean i was it paper it was paper but like paper is edible officially i mean you can eat it yeah i suppose it's non-toxic uh i didn't try to eat the confetti though because what if they shot like like donuts into the air and you could like catch them in your mouth just sprinkles (laughs) sprinkles would be like confetti i was trying to think of like um like something one of the characters would eat in the game but nobody actually eats anything in the game so never mind um but yeah so i went to that that was super fun and while i was there i was all inspired to like uh get more involved in the league so uh right now i'm wearing an overwatch league hoodie that i bought and i have a houston outlaws lanyard for my badge at work such a groupie i know right anyway so that was fun super cute i do want to go see a a game at um at guild hall i mean now that i've been to the arena that was super fun and i already bought tickets for um one day in april um to go back to the arena because it's a day where both la teams are playing and the outlaws Hmm. so i get to see jake and i get to see both la teams gosh please wear team jake on a shirt i'll make you a shirt (gasps) if i make you a shirt will you wear and take a picture and post it on our podcast or on our instagram i don't don't know if i want that sort of attention and plus uh, i'm going with a a co-worker who also uh enjoys jake as much as i'll make two and so i think we're gonna try to sit towards the front um and so i just want to be that guy do you get to choose your seats yeah. Oh, it's free for all. Mm-hmm. We have, it's general admission, oh, so we have to get there early God. enough where we can get like a close up. Get there at three a.m. the night morning before. Okay, seriously, slow down. <laughs> Team Jake. Team Jake, though Rob, that that Team is Jake. it might be worth it. Team Jake. He's um been what's it called by Twitter or Twitch? Verified. Verified. <laughs> wow, I've lost it. I this is my I have you know okay and my, like let the record show <laughs> we're we're recording this like three or four hours before we normally do. Yeah. So I have a little more energy, plus I'm having my first drink tonight that I have, because I was sick, I couldn't drink. Oh. So it's my, you know, I had a little celebration. I finished some games yesterday, and then tonight I was like, well, before Rob comes over, I'll play some Fortnite, and I got second place. What? Congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks. Even though, you know, they say first is the worst, second's the best. Thank Let's you. go with that. Yeah. <laughs> um... All right, so what else have you been up to before we get to, like, you know, gamey stuff? Um, but, uh, I think that's, I mean, other than our Ready Player One experience today. Well, we have to talk about that. We'll do that. You go for it. Well, l- last night, Todd and I saw the Ready Player One film. I have not. Which, um, 
I read the book. I have not. I liked it a lot. Uh, movie. It was a movie. It was fine. Like, okay, so let's break it down. Was the story good? Yeah, well, it's weird. It took a lot of, I think, of the excitement that the book generated in its readers and, like, kind of just the way it captured a lot of readers' imaginations, and the movie makes it feel very small to me. Like, what I it took away a lot of that. What I read was the, the movie did not establish the rules that the book established, so it was hard to follow. I could see that. And, like, I mean, the, the whole thing of, like, the virtual world they live in, the Oasis, is massive and sweeping, and, and you know, it, it, it encompasses all entertainment. Yeah. And um, they did a great job of bringing in a lot of things. Like, yeah. you know, there's the Iron Giant and Tracer from Overwatch is in there and D&D. And, wow, like, Tracer's in there? Tracer's Cute. in there a couple times. She, she's she not in the book. No, she is Just not. Just so you know. She's not in the book. <laughs> um, the book came out in 2011. There yeah. was no Overwatch she at the time. She wasn't even around. Um, fetus. And like, you know, the Spartans from Halo are in there. I mean, there, it's, it's full of, and like the DeLorean from Back to the Future, it's full of references and all that, which it's weird. When I read the book, I, I got this really great charge out of it. And in the movie, it doesn't feel quite as rewarding to just have all these references. It just feels like, I want to say desperate fan service, but it just, something about it just doesn't feel right. And then it kind of is desperate fan service, though. It is. It, it's a movie about it's it's a movie celebrating fandom, not and to remind us how old we are. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but like, uh, also, I don't know. There's there's a little, like it's um, I don't know. As as a movie, it feels strangely kind of phoned in a little bit by Spielberg. Because like normally, I feel like he doesn't really make a throwaway movie, and this is I think is probably one of the most disposable movies he's ever made. Like, um, and do you think it could have been like made by anybody? And it would have been just as good. A little bit. I almost feel like getting Spielberg involved was almost another layer of fan service, just because you're able to bring in the person who brought all these things to you. So, so many references from the book itself were created by Spielberg. So yeah. to have Spielberg direct it is very meta. Um, and like, you know, to have like, you know, the T-Rex and Jurassic Park in there, it's kind of fun that he directed the movie that that thing inspired and now it's in this movie too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's stuff like that. Um, but like, I don't know, there's a couple like big, big, big problems. And like, uh, for me anyway, um, one of them actually is that I really, really have a hard time looking at the lead actor. Like, luckily, he's barely in the movie because so much of the movie takes place well, in the Oasis. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> no, no, and I don't mean to pick on somebody's looks, but like, there's something about his face that upsets me what's his name ty sheridan um he has weird like duck lip mouth and like his face he, his face looks like he's having an aller allergic reaction to something I have to look this up. Um, and he was in Mud. Apparently, he's actually a really great actor. And to be honest, all scenes in the Oasis, no. all scenes in the Oasis where he's talking, uh, where like you know where uh, he is a virtual character, which is very Avatar-y, by the way, which also kind of turns me off. He looks very young. Maybe he'll grow into his looks. Maybe I don't know. But like, um, he uh, whenever he was a virtual character, like I can see why he got cast actually because he's a very expressive voice actor. Like his his character of Parzival in the in the actual oasis is very effective but like him outside of the oasis in columbus ohio where he's a human in meat space yeah does not work for me meat space and um also this was a shocker to me um lena waith from master of none um she is this will turn you on rob oh god it, just, <laughs> it keeps getting worse it's a picture of ty sheridan with like gum looks like a g-string in his mouth <laughs> i think it's him stretching gum in his weird mouth um also his nose i think is three times the size of most people's noses he also has an eye that goes inward so maybe that's confusing you i don't know there's something about his face that really I, it does not work for me um but then also like and this is this is a bummer actually because like lena waith from master of none um 
I feel like her, I guess, uh, she's known mostly as a writer, and her writing is apparently great. And I'm all for having a um, a queer woman of color, like, being awesome and, like, getting huge gigs. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she is... Did that sneeze? <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. Um, she is probably one of the weakest parts of the movie because her performance is flat out bad. Atrocious. It's bad. Like... In the middle of the movie, I remember thinking, her performance is taking me out of this. And then within about four minutes of that, Todd leaned over and, she, and he was like, oh my god, she's terrible. Wait, what's her name? Lena Waithe. I'm sorry, I have to look all these people up. I haven't seen it. And I, well, of course, I don't know the characters. I think Lena has won an Emmy for writing on Master of None or something like that. Like, she's she's gone up on stage with Aziz. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, I know her. I mean, I've met her in person because of a glad thing. Well, I feel bad saying, like, making these sort of grand statements, but I don't know if maybe they just use bad takes of her or what, but, like, she, like, her bad on. her performance in that movie was, like, notably awful. A misfire. Like I mean, I didn't know she was an actress. I thought she was just a writer. I knew her mostly as a writer. And so, um, like, I, I was thrilled to see a queer woman of color in this movie, and... Oh man, not good. She just didn't hit the target, did she? Nope. I'm but like, sorry. So it's a little bit of a it's a bummer of a, a movie for me. Um, Todd liked it. A, he liked it all right, but he Todd was very um, attached to the book, and he was very upset about some of the things that it changed from the book. I didn't care so much about it what it changed from the book because mostly, actually, I've forgotten a lot of the book. I remember really enjoying it when I read it, but like, I'm not gonna be like, well, it changed this, therefore it's not as good. Um, because I recognize some things they changed actually made it a much more compelling film or it filmed better than it would have but at the same time i don't know the movie didn't give me the same warm fuzzies that the book did Did, okay so well we okay so you don't care for the story you don't care for the actors how about the cinematography the the story's fine okay no because i mean like the story is basically willy wonka meets pop culture okay like you know what's about i have no clue what it's about do you want to know what's about yes please okay so there's in case other people don't know there's a massive vr platform yes called the oasis and it's full of everything like it has all the movies all the tv shows all the games and like now that it's 2045 or whatever and like the world kind of sucks everyone spends most of their time in the oasis why does the world suck um was there a armageddon like they talk about what is there was like the bandwidth riots and there was like a couple of events and I don't remember anything specific. As they to just why. list it's him been, off at the beginning. Yeah, gotcha. like, it's like it's a different time. That's all they're trying to establish. And so because like the world is a little bit less than awesome. It's like a cyber apocalypse. It's it's not quite that right. dark. Um, so a lot of people. It looks pretty bad. The stacks don't look fun. Oh, well, the stacks are not. It's not yeah. like the stacks are like the projects more or less. Um, but they like, look worse than the projects. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and so. There's this thing, the Oasis, and a lot of people spend a lot of time in there, and it means a lot to a lot of people. And um, the creator of the Oasis dies, and he uh, leaves a video message saying that he hid an Easter egg in the game, and whoever finds it will... Ah, uh, because it's Easter. What's well, funny, he released, they released it on it's Easter weekend. Easter. Uh, and so, like, anyone who finds this Easter egg will claim ownership of the Oasis and they will run it. And oh my they God, will, now it makes so much more and sense they will, what we saw in the experience. Yeah, and they will also uh, inherit, like, you know, what, $500 trillion or something. Like, it, like, they're basically getting his fortune and his business now that he's dead. And so there's an entire organization, IOI, that is, they've hired groups of people to go and... Like mercenaries. And, yeah, they're all there just... Like, they're basically the people opening the, the bars trying to find the golden ticket for, yeah. uh, for Veruca Salt. Hired help. Yeah, they're hiring a bunch of people to go and win this for... A, for an organization that would then become like the largest corporation in the world and 
Meanwhile, uh, Wade Watts, Ty Sheridan and his weird mouth, um, like he is- He finds a golden ticket. He he finds the first of the three keys. I didn't realize this was so close to Willy Wonka. Well, he, he finds the first of the three keys in the game and you need the three keys to win. And so um, the search gets reinvigorated and now like the race is on to see who can win the Oasis. And so basically it's, but like the whole thing is all like the, the creator was fascinated by 80s culture. Yeah. And so the whole thing is full of references to everything thing like even in the in the book um the president is will wheaton like will wheaton oh is the God, president and he is amazing. he's actually the guy who reads the audiobook as well is he in he's too? he's not in the movie what which i was surprised or at least if he is i didn't see him um but the movie things are so much That's stuff crazy there's so much stuff in this movie at all times like you could look around the movie all the time and find something new there's that many characters sort of stacked all over it it's it's there's a lot going on um and so yeah so that's the the long and short of of it but yeah i the book is like the most quick little popcorn read i read it in two sittings it was just a blast to read because if anything it's a book about fandom and it's a book about kind of helping to justify the 30 odd years of pop culture that are just wedged in my head doing not that i'm doing nothing with you know so like it's i think it's it's validating a lot of our childhoods by making it turn into this really great adventure where like we all have the information up in our heads to to win it you know mm-hmm. it's it's a very uh i don't know it, it's it's a it's a message that a lot of um our generation can get behind and get really excited about so all right th- that, that's why does I think it look good it looks nice a lot of the movie takes place in this virtual in world which they're all cg they're all just cg characters which like to be honest remind me a lot of of avatar which for me is a turnoff but um you know did you like avatar no not really oh i did and also though i actually i do recognize that like the animation and special effects in avatar are absolutely noteworthy and very very revolutionary however i still don't buy that navi and people coexist in the same space like mm. like as much as they move really well and everything looks really great i do, i do think that if you saw a person walk into that scene it would look mismatched. They don't look photo real. Huh. It looks like very good CG, but not great CG. But the well, thing is, CG. It's does... no Lord of the Rings, which had the best CG ever, but... and nobody has ever been able to match it since like two thousand three. Like, CG doesn't look real. <laughs> what? But why could they do it back then, and they can't do it now? I don't think Lord of the Rings CG is all that great. It's good. Are it's you not... kidding me? The best visual effects i think to date yes i want to know the original jurassic park and that movie was half animatronic half i was gonna CG. say wasn't that animatronic was though a lot of times they would do animatronics with cg extensions or whatever like the thing about that movie is they did both so effectively that often you can't tell which is which i mean like there's some shots that are still very cg but i feel like cg overall i think it was done with such care before yeah. and it was it was very um it was an all green screen it was very judiciously used they yeah. used cg when they had to and now we're like cool we'll just add cg to that and it's done speaking of a movie that is just gonna ruin everything is rampage mm. that looks like a cg nightmare yeah like and it's another it's a video game movie kind of it I mean, is a video yeah game movie. i mean it uses a video game it's based springboard it totally is it has the same character i mean the same animals yeah but i mean like the motivation behind the whole thing is different i don't know it's the same as like the battleship movie yes it's based on a board game but also it has nothing in common with it yeah i didn't know that was based on the board game oh yeah it's a hasbro movie huh go figure yeah so Anywho, but yeah, oh, speaking of video game movies, oh, sorry, the, what, the experience. Today we went to the Ready Player One Yes, experience. we did. 
So at Hollywood and Vine, uh, they did uh, – this is the same location where they rebuilt the house – or they actually built uh, a haunted house of the, the house on Niebold Street for uh, it. Stephen, yeah. They did – they built the stacks and um, uh, a maze of sorts, uh, sort of an interactive fan event to get people excited about Ready Player One. Um, yeah. Doing the trivia in line, Satine ended up with two free movie tickets. I did, and I didn't win either of them. Thank you, Rob and Todd. You're welcome. <laughs> We've seen it the night before, so we did not need them. No. Uh, and so... Um, yeah, like it was, uh, so it was you and me and Todd and um, my friend Caitlin, who uh, is actually one of uh, my editors at work. Nice. And um, her her boyfriend, Zach, the five of us all went. And, you know, it was, it was, it was there were some cool photo ops. It was a cute idea. It was a cute implementation of something. Um, I like taking a movie and kind of blowing it out into the real world for like a fan yeah. outreach kind of event. It was cool. And I think, I imagine being a kid must have been really exciting there. It was cute. It was a little cheese. It was. But it was cute. But though. it was cute. And it was worth the price we paid. Which was nothing. Which was totally <laughs> free. And like the fact that, that they do that for free is actually, I think it's kind of a cool stand-up move that yeah. creates a lot of goodwill towards a brand. So Yeah, totally. I know. It was cute. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we did that earlier. I got today. to see, I also like to see a lot of the props from the film at the end. Which, of course, I didn't know what any of it was because I haven't seen the film. But I did see them all. And now I know what one of them is well and i'm glad that you went with that you went with us to do that today because today was the last day of the ready player one experience yeah they're tearing that shit down um cool but yeah so speaking of of video game movies though um i saw an actual video game movie in the time that we've been gone and i saw another movie that's very video game influenced tomb raider i saw tomb raider how was that i liked it like It's funny. I feel like I've been super harsh on entertainment in general. Like, I'm the one guy who's going to rain on Ready Player One's parade right now. But, like, uh, Tomb Raider, it's funny. I saw it with a group of people from work, and most of them were just way down on it. And I don't know what they wanted out of it. I think a lot of those people actually grew up loving the Angelina Angelina Jolie ones, which I did not like. I didn't think they were good at all. I don't remember liking them either. Well, and I, I thought they were cheese. Well, and I, I think that's like, I think it's an age thing. I think we were of an age because we were both teenagers mm-hmm. when the first Tomb Raider came out, and yeah. I remember seeing it being like, "Oof, man, this is not great." And also, though, like to be honest, the original games weren't that great. I mean, they were cool. There was, I like, did love the original well, Tomb Raider. There was a lot of things that those games did that were revolutionary. Yeah. As a game, though, they were kind of a little empty and a little weird. Like they were. Overly complex, yet kind of empty, but like absolutely uh, very, very important, I think, to video game history as a whole. Tomb Raider might make it into the Hall of Fame this year. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, yeah. it's it's started a whole kind of thing. But meanwhile, though, like the Tomb Raider reboot was so good. That game is, is absolutely wonderful. It's so good. And like uh, that game was standing on the shoulders of Uncharted, which yes, Uncharted which was also amazing. Totally. Uncharted was using the sort of like DNA of the game of the original Tomb Raiders mixed with Indiana Jones mm-hmm. to make a blockbuster action exploration game. Yeah. And Tomb Raider then looked at what Uncharted did and was like, wait a minute, hello. We already did this. Seriously. Let's and, redo it. And now let's <laughs> do it like for reals. And yeah. so the new Tomb Raider actually if anything, was kind of attempting to be a movie. It was actually trying, it used 
movie methods and and tropes and stuff to really create a very compelling narrative, which the previous games didn't really have. Like, yeah. the all Tomb Raiders kind of had, like, eh. There was one Tomb Raider, it might have been the second one, where at the beginning, Laura Croft comes in from the helicopter at the top of, like, a snow-covered mountain, and there's wolves, and she just looks so badass. And I don't remember what's happening or why she's doing it, but it was just so good. Well, the like, end. <laughs> she's, she's always been a badass. She's just never had any motivation that was worth a damn. Um, Artifacts. Yeah, but it's, it's, she might as well. The um, thrill of the hunt. Yeah, like I feel like she wasn't a very multi-dimensional character until. But didn't the somebody ca- kill her father? Isn't that why she's doing all this? Um, well, I, I want to. Isn't I, that in the first one? I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't recall either. But like the new one, though, like the reboot was so good, and this movie is basically taking that and kind of twist, twisting a little bit to make it into a movie. And I didn't hate it at all. Actually, I really had a pretty good time with it. It feels How's very Alicia? gamey. She's great. She's great at. Everything. Everything. she's just lovely and i i did really i did like her um i know some people who had very specific plot concerns with when it came to like how that movie is a little different than the laura croft they know but i don't know looking at it as what it is i enjoyed it all right um it's not gonna change the world it's not the i don't even know nobody's it's, really talking about it, so i was just con- curious what you thought about it it, it kind of came and went with no real fanfare yeah. Um, but I did, I did like it, um, which I feel like maybe it was in a weird headspace. We're very weary nowadays about video game movies. They're just, yeah, they're always so. I mean, bad. if Jumanji's the best video game movie out there, I, we're fucked. Well, that was it. The, <laughs> other, the other movie I saw was Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's amazing. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. It's super fun. Uh, I mean, because like its cast is great. Like The Rock or Dwayne Johnson, he's as charismatic as the day is long. Karen Gillan, I love her. Um, ever since Oculus, I've been kind of fascinated with her. I think she's awesome. Uh, Kevin Hart, funny. Uh, Jack Black kind of steals the show at times. Um, That's what I hear. It's really, and it uses video game tropes in a very non-specific way, but like really uses them to create a sense of rules that we kind of understand pretty quickly. And it really was fun to watch. It's like reliving the video games in live action. Totally. It's like if video game rules applied to real life, that's your movie. Yeah. And so it's not specifically a game, but it definitely uses game sensibilities. People say if once they've seen it, they could just rewatch it again right after. Yeah, I totally could watch it again. Content. It was really, it was really fun. <laughs> I have to see this this jewel of a movie that everybody's talking I, about. Fuck, I should have brought it with this me. Hidden treasure. I should have brought you the disc. It's really. Oh, it's, you actually own it. Oh, I bought it. Uh, well, because, like, you know, I mean, unfortunately, now it's like if I want to see a movie and I want it, like for the first time, I try to see it in theaters. But if it's a movie I think I'm gonna like. Um, I'll tend to buy like the 4K Blu-ray of it just so I can watch like the you know ultimate yeah. edition of it. Because otherwise, if I pay to rent it and then I like for six bucks and I love it, I'm like great. I just kind of wasted six bucks. I'm gonna buy it anyway. Yeah, I you know I hear you. I bought The Greatest Showman because I'm obsessed with it. I've watched it twice since, but it's digital, so I can't really lend it to you. Yeah, because I have not seen that, and I don't think I will pay. It's it. so good. And That's Steven what I hear didn't from people. Want to see it, and then he was hearing his like cooking in the kitchen. And I was watching. He's like, the music's really good. And I was like, I know. He's like, I actually want to watch it now. I was like, well, let's watch it. So we watched it two nights later. <laughs> anyway, it was it's so good. Trust me. Nice. Yeah. What? I would let you borrow it, but I can't because I'm an asshole. So you and Todd will have to come here and watch it. All right. And I have one I have one last little <laughs> You're thing. So that enthusiastic. I'm too, I, just, I just don't care about the greatest show. I hate you. Um 
Oh, <laughs> if I watch it, I could be proven wrong. I'm just not excited about it. Um, one last thing that's also happened. Uh, another piece of work is out there. What? Um, uh, there's a video for Far Cry 5 called the Far Cry 5 Sing Along. Oh, oh, I haven't seen it. It is a sing along complete with bouncing America ball to the tune of My Country Tis of Thee. Sweet land of liberty. Totally. Of the I sing. Uh, where there's like, you know, various game footage that is either appropriate with the lyrics or a sharp, sharp juxtaposition to it. Hold up. Yes. Of the icing. That's the next lyric. I always thought it was the icing, like icing on a cake or icing on a mountaintop. Icing. (laughs) Like Purple Mountain's Majesty might have icing because they're snowy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. You also went into a different song though. Of the icing. Cause I know that's a different song, but I'm thinking America has these songs that deal with mountains and ice. (laughs) <laughs> oh no <laughs> of the icing not icing see you, you need to watch my, my sing-along because there are lyrics you can follow along holy shit you will you will learn much only 36 years for me to figure that one out thank you <laughs> you're welcome here to help um anyway so yeah that is out there that was a thing they i think they released it two days before the game launched so um it was one of the last video assets that came out before the game did um but i'm also proud of that it was a super fun piece to work on that's cool so yeah anyway it's also educational it is it's very very informative especially if you don't know the lyrics to that song yeah (laughs) wow um speaking of retro shit yes Bill and Ted yes. are doing a third film, possibly. What? Yeah. They're, they're, the um, Keanu Reeves and uh, I forget his name, but Bill. Bill and Bill, they're trying to get a third film made. That's so, crazy. Yeah. I'd totally watch it. I would too. The first two are great. So yeah, I went the third. So I like the first one. I love the second one. Yeah. I, I think you said that before. Yeah. I need to rewatch it. You need to rewatch it. because I will keep talking about Station and you're just going to look at me quizzically yeah so you should do that i saw san junipero oh shit you're still (laughs) watching black mirror i skipped to it to watch it specifically because i've been watching the crown and i just had a a need to see this because everybody's been talking about it and it's so good it's a very sweet episode it's the future and yet i don't believe it will ever happen no we're all gonna be dead soon anyway it'll be fine yeah well not our future but you mean the world like just everybody yeah yeah well we're all doomed probably i do want to see that trump documentary that's on netflix it looks amazing the making of some of make trump the making of something and it just looks madman great yeah so what have you been playing let's talk about games yeah let's talk about games on this gaming podcast we're only 37 minutes but in. listen we talked about ready player one for we like did 20 minutes we did talk about like nerd and a video game movie we did talk about nerd shit so it's yeah. good don't rain on our parade <laughs> our parade of two people yes i beat a game it's an old game. So? You still beat a game? I did. Well, well, tell me what it is, then we'll judge you appropriately. It's called Far Cry 5. It came out oh. a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, the days of yore. It came out on the 27th of March. So, yeah, uh, it came out five days ago. Yes. I beat it in three sittings. Congratulations. Four. Look at you. Getting yeah. it done. I did a total of, I think it was 20, about 24 to 26 hours. Um, 
I liked it. It's a yeah. really good game, and I've never played a Far Cry game before. That's I can't believe that was your first. It was my first, and I feel like I waited for the best one because apparently, like this, it's super easy to use this one compared to some of the systems in the past where like weapon selection and things like that were a little more difficult. I feel like I need to lob a copy of Far Cry Four at you so you can try that one. We have four. You have four. You should play it because I'm curious what you'll think. I want to play Primal. Oh, I can I can lend you Primal. Okay, I want Primal to actually, on. to be honest, is one of the harder games in the series because you don't have guns. any weapons. Like, yeah, you have like a bow and arrow and like a spear. I used a bow and arrow most of this game. Okay, if you're a bow and arrow user, then that's that's cool. Because yeah. yeah, I'm I tend to be well, like sniper and bow and arrow. That's me. I tend to be like machine gun and grenade launcher. Like I'm. Oh really? I'm you're very, a boom boom girl. Oh totally. Like I in Far Cry Four, one of my favorite things to do was get into the single seater uh, helicopter and go above like enemy strongholds uh-huh. and just go like punk 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 and just rain grenades on it and then i'd land my helicopter and kill like the two remaining people and then good for you then the area was cleared my i'm i basically sniped the shit out of people until i you know i had to go in and find the rest of them but i'm a pretty good marksman and i don't understand why i suck so bad at as widowmaker in overwatch or as a sniper in uncharted 4 multiplayer or as a sniper in fortnite it makes no sense well, why I, i'm so good in actual games i can <laughs> tell you i think i figured it out right there there's one thing that those three other games have in common real life enemies you're playing against people yeah as opposed to far cry which you were playing against computer controlled people but in far cry 5 they kind of move like real people yeah but i I they're very like back and forthy but still i think there is something about like an ai controlled enemy versus like squirrely fuckers in a normal multiplayer game good point Plus, be. also, like, the um, their timing of their game might be a quarter of a second off versus my so timing. So, you are, you are dealing with lag and lag. ping, and ping yeah. rates when you're doing multiplayer, while a so single-player game is just what it is. Yeah, maybe that... I have a feeling that has something to do with it. Blame my, the lag! My aim is true. All right, then. Okay, Rob. Okay, I believe Rob, you. Rob. I believe you. I need you to know this. So, who are your uh, helpers that you And used? I need Alfredo, John, and Ben to know that my aim is true, and I deserve to play Overwatch with them. Seriously, <laughs> let her in your game, you yeah. guys. Jesus. Uh, so, uh, who are your helpers that you always used? That used the most in Far Cry 5. Oh, oh gosh. Grace, my yeah, sniper. I figured you had a backup sniper. And, um, um, oh, not Blossom. The cat. Peaches. 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 I love... Peaches killed almost 100 people by the end of my game. Jeez. Well, right now, I think Boomer is up to like 28 kills in my game. Oh, and really? And Nick Rye, I think, is at like 37. I yeah, use, Nick I is Nick dope, too. Nick is dope. I did use Nick for any of my aerial attacks. Areola. <laughs> um, and I tried to use Cheeseburger, but that big bitch gets killed real easily. <laughs> I haven't I haven't unlocked Cheeseburger yet. I've only unlocked three people. I've unlocked Boomer, okay. Nick, and Grace, and then like the three normal little fighters that you can have down there, like just your your randos. Oh yeah, yeah. One um, of one of my mercenaries is really good. Yeah, because I have a mercenary that uses a gun, one that uses a bow and arrow, and one that uses a rocket launcher. So I kind of have like a little bit of one of each. Mm-hmm. Um, I rarely use them though because I prefer Grace and Boomer or Grace and Nick. Nick. Nick is so fucking hot. And when he takes his shirt off, because he takes his shirt off in a scene in one of the boss battles, which you've gotten to. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I just want that. to eat him alive. I like that. He should be my crush of the week. Yeah, I was like, I feel like you but should he's write not. that down for later. He's not. Well, write that one down for later when you're but having a, a crush be. shortage. Because it does happen. It's happened. I'll write that down right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so you liked it, though. Yeah. 
Because, yeah, I'm curious what you'll think about Far Cry 4 or Primal. Um, I watched Steven play a lot of Far Cry 4, so I understand the, the differences, a lot of them. Because there are some perks that I did not care, that I'm not caring for in 5. Like, I feel like in Far Cry 3 and 4, I could be mistaken, but I feel like um, in previous Far Cry games, there was a perk where, like, if you <clears throat> stealth kill some, or not stealth, uh, if you uh, do a takedown, like a melee up close and personal takedown, yeah, a lot of times you would instantly loot them. Oh, right. And it doesn't do that anymore. And Plus, it also alerts people a lot. It does. Super easy in this game. And so I'm a little bummed. I feel like I can't be as stealthy as I want to be because I like getting stealthy, like, up close and personal. If I'm not doing, like, grenade rain, yeah. I like getting, like, sneaking in through a hole in the fence, disabling the alarms, and, like, just quickly yeah. killing everybody. I have heard that the stealth in this game is a lot more difficult to maneuver. Um, but whatever. I'm With still having the- fun. With a sniper rifle at a far enough like ghost distance, they can't tell where it comes from. Anyway, I'm gonna burp. And um, yeah, so that that did me pretty well. And plus, the sniper rifle is so strong that it could shoot through two people if they're next to each Whoa, other. Whoa, so, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it was my my widowmaker. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm I'm very proud of you that you started and finished a like Far Cry game in that amount of time. That's nuts. Piece of cake. Bring me something more difficult. Blood, you do have Bloodborne. You no, know. I hate that game. It's so hard. <laughs> um, but it's funny. I started Far Cry 5 as well. Yeah. But I'm only uh, one third about through it. I've only taken down one of the Heralds. So. Yeah. But I am enjoying it. I like Far Cry games, though. They they speak to me. They're good. It's an- Yeah, I like the way it looks. And it just, it's smooth. And there's, like, chaos everywhere. Like, the CPUs will fight each other till death do us part. Like they the, are nuts. The world like, is definitely pretty alive. They do a good job cuckoo. of creating a lot like, of stuff. Bears are fuck, like trying to kill things, and things are running across the street, and like animals are attacking cars. I'm like, what the fuck? Planes are falling in flames from the sky. I'm like, what the hell is going on in this place? Yep. These people are nuts. So we call Far Cry moments. <laughs> like, because the, the game is full of like lovely little surprises. Yeah. I mean, it's like when we did it, we did, you know, one of our, one of the trailers we made was like, they call it like a diverse focused segment where it talks about like what the world does to you. Uh, because like, and one of the clips we had in there was like casting a, casting a, a fishing line and you're fishing, you know, very like calm and nice. And then suddenly a bear attacks you. Yeah. Like the game is full of those sort of moments where it's like, oh yeah, I was just doing one thing. And then suddenly something else demanded yeah. my attention. I do love that. It's pretty fun. You know what though? So now that I think about it, I don't think there is a queer character in the entire game that I came across. Maybe, maybe inadvertently. There was actually one line that uh, that John said, John Seed, um, he, during one of his monologues. There's one line that he says that kind of made me think that he might have dabbled in some stuff. But I think that might be me reading between some lines or wishful I think thinking. So too. He did, I don't think they have any sex in their whole cult. Yeah, but like John at one point says that he, um, I think like when he's trying to deal. With with something, uh, some sort of like deep-seated emotional problems. He says he opened up all of himself. He opened up all of his holes, I think is the phrase he used. To, oh, I remember that. Yeah, you know, he's like, and then it, we've made a few new ones. Like, it was just like, I think he's, he could be speaking metaphorically. I think it was metaphorically. But it's funny. I heard it. I was like, well, hello. Hello, holes. Yeah, let me clutch those holes? pearls. Jesus. <laughs> um, Take the wheel. Yeah. So, yeah. Far Cry 5. Yeah. It's definitely one of my more favorite games of that genre. Well, I like to hear that, especially since, you know, I did, I know. I did so much oh, work for And the one. music is so good. I love the, all the songs that the cult listens to. 
Oh my god, they're so funny. Whenever their glory, ra- glory. Whenever their Radiohead is or the Radiohead. Whenever their radio is playing, it's always like, "What? It's These people are crazy." So good. Todd walked by and he was like, "They have their own music." Yeah, and also though, um, just the score is it so is good. beautiful. Well, and the version of the Far Cry, uh, Far Cry Five that I bought, um, I bought the Mondo edition, which was only available through the Ubisoft web store. They made four thousand of them. It and it's um, of course, it comes with the you special, had to get the special one. Didn't yeah, you? it comes with the special Mondo designed steelbook, and it comes with the soundtrack on vinyl. Oh wow! So there is a soundtrack. There is. It's um, not on Spotify. No. It is not. Actually, I think there might be now. I think it, it just came out recently. Hmm. I'll have to double check. Yeah, take a look. I think there's two different soundtracks. One of them is like the score. One of them is like songs from the game. Yeah, I and don't so, want the songs. I just want the score. And so like, I believe there is a score out there. So um, Interesting. But yeah. Cool. I'm a, I'm a believer in the world of Far Cry. I like yeah. it. Um, what else have you been playing? Anything? Uh, just Fortnite tonight and work got kept me busy. How about gotcha. you? I've been busy uh, with games uh, yes, and, and busy us. with other stuff. Uh, I finished Assassin's Creed Origins, Curse of the Fair. Arrows, oh, which was fun. Um, it's more Assassin's Creed gameplay, which is good uh, for me because I like that style of gameplay. Um, this one though breaks reality a little bit, which is cool. You actually get to go into the afterlife, and you actually oh, get to deal cool. with mythological pharaohs that have risen from the dead. And so, um, I was hoping one of them would go into that. So it's cool. You get to fight like uh, Nefertiti, Nefertiti, and uh, Anubis. It's like not Ramses. They say like Rameses. Oh, I think Rameses. I think how they say Rameses. I think how they say his name and King Tut. And then there's common. And then there's another one. Wasn't uh, that the mummy from the movies Tutankhamun? Uh, I don't remember. I, I haven't seen the mummy movie since the first one. I hated it so That's much. That's the only one I saw too, and I don't like it either. I don't like Brendan Fraser. Yeah, but let's not talk about that. That's neither here nor there. Uh, but uh, and then um, there's another one like it's like a Kenaten, I think his name is. And so like you get to fight all these pharaohs, and the boss battles in that game actually give you a pretty significant challenge. Like it's the most Dark Soulsy that um. Assassin's Creed's ever going to get and that like these are like extended boss battles where it's all about dodging and responding with a hit or two and kind of playing a little conservatively and very carefully to sort of keep this thing going because especially like in the later stages of the bosses because you know they'll get angrier yeah. as their health bar goes down there was one point where I was feeling super great and then next thing I know Nefertiti basically one shot me and she killed me and I was like she didn't like you no she was not having me well of course I was also you but know you shouldn't her. fight Nefertiti she's actually one of the better queens of Egypt well it and it's not that they're all inherently evil. It's more that you're um, trying to stop the curse and put them back to rest. Oh, I see. And so, um, yeah, so I enjoyed Curse of the Pharaohs. That was fun. I'm glad I got to play through that. Um, I'm continuing to play Bloodborne for the Return to Yarnum kind of event. It's still... Oh, wow. You're still into that, huh? Well, and especially, like, if it's a thing where, like, say, I don't really want to commit fully to gaming, but, like, I'll just want to, like, I don't know, read a bunch of stuff on my phone. I will fire up Bloodborne, ring my bell, so I can go... That is not a game I could do lightly. Oh, I think it's like, I'll... I've already finished it, so I'll go to... I'll go to my like... anxiety is like through the roof with that game so i'll go like levels that i love or bosses that i like fighting and i'll go to a place where i'm safe i'll ring my bell to be brought into other people's games to help them yeah and then i'll just put my controller down read on my phone or play a game or something on my phone until i hear like the noise of you getting pulled into somebody's game drop my phone pick up the controller help them through the level help them beat the boss Go right back to my game. Do it again. It's just a fun way for me to help people, play a little bit of Bloodborne, have a good time, and also get other shit done. That sound alone runs shivers through my spine. Oh, it's so good. I've been... Well, and then also, like, uh, a friend from work, Mo, 
uh, is currently playing Bloodborne, and um, he's a couple bosses in now, and watching him play has been, like, a sheer joy, just because he, it was, you know, a rough start, like it always is. He didn't know how to run either until I showed him. Like, it's little stuff like that, where, like, but once he beat his first boss, oh, he had a taste for it, and now you kind of can't stop him. It's pretty cool. It's fun to watch. How far is he? Uh, so far, he's he's taken out Gascoigne. God, and... I that's I think the only boss I killed. And he took out the Blood Starved Beast. Oh, you killed him for in... me. No, no, that was the Cleric Beast. Oh, Cleric. He's, he's done the Blood Starved Beast down in Lower Yarnum, and then he came up and took out the Cleric Beast by himself. That like, was rough. Because he's been calling for help uh, at some times. And then uh, Cleric Beast, I think he wanted to prove that he could do it by himself. And he went and did it. And so um, I'm very proud of him. And he's having a really good time. Like, he's definitely, like, he's taken to Bloodborne. So once he finishes that, I imagine the Souls games are not far behind. I like the game. They just creep me out too much. I don't like scary games. Like, I'll watch other people play them and I'm totally cool with that. But me playing them myself, I'm at the age where I want something a little bit more calming. <laughs> I love these games that like they're not overtly scary, but like everything that you do has such stakes to it that it's scary to think that you're going to die. Like I yeah, love that because it starts you way back 500 years <laughs> before the game even started. It's so good. I love it. So anyway, Bloodborne uh, continues. Good I bought you. the Burnout Paradise remaster. Okay, cool. Which if you like Burnout Paradise, it's gr- it's great. Um, I love the cover art. I paid 40 bucks for it. Damn, girl. Like, a, well, that's how much it cost. Uh, and then it recently got a $10 price break this week. You should ask for that coupon. It's, fine. it's um, Love that game, though. So if you're feeling saucy and you want a racing game that has a lot of good crashes, and now it's been, you know, uh, updated to run better on new hardware, runs at 4K on a Pro or an Xbox One X. Um, so Burnout Paradise, it's out there. It's 30 bucks. It's great. I um, mean, why not? Right? Seriously, come on. Uh, what else? Uh, I played a little bit of Sea of Thieves. Ooh, I want to play that. I don't have an Xbox, though. It's fun. It's cute. Um, I haven't totally figured out, like, the whole of what the game is, but my little bit I got to play with it was actually really fun. I played with some friends, which apparently... Do you get to customize your pirate? Uh, you actually do. Well, yes and no. Kind of um, like Fortnite, where you have, like, super low options. I don't know what the Fortnite character creation is like. Oh. But, like, in Sea of Thieves, you basically roll. You know, like, it's a randomly generated... You get, like, I think eight randomly generated pirates to choose from. And if you don't like any of those, you can hit the trigger and it re-rolls all eight of them. And so, like, you kind of... That's pick... what happens with Fortnite, too. And so you kind of pick the character that speaks to you the most. Yeah. And then from there, like, you can get, I believe, additional customized, like, you know, a different shirt or, like, a, you get paid for it. an eye patch. Like, you can earn stuff in the game um, oh. to then customize your character, like, yeah. what they're wearing. But, like, who they are as a person, like, you can't change their chin later. You know, it's it's kind of like... What, set characters. Yeah, like, once you... But it's, they're all randomized. Like, there's a limitless amount of characters, probably, just because, you know, every time you roll, you, but you have, you have no say in how the roll goes. Oh, I see. No, okay. Um, Fortnite has more... They're basic characters but it'll cycle through them as you play like you can't choose uh, a character oh no yeah in, in sea of thieves like yeah you they present you with eight characters you pick the one you like or if you don't like any of them hit them again they'll give you eight different random characters gotcha. and they range from like male female short tall fat thin two eyes one eye grotesque peg leg no so beard, they're like humans whatever. Totally. Like, they come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. And, um, but, like, just like humans, you kind of got to accept one that's given to you. You yeah, can't really build one. they are all going to be Cindy Crawford. Yeah, you can't build one. But you can, you know, and then but, like, once you do have one, though, you can dress them. But, like, their genetics are locked. 
cool. So play a little bit. Fun. Yeah, play a little bit with some friends. It was fun. Um, I wasn't the captain of the ship, which was actually kind of nice. Uh, so they were just be like, drop anchor, raise anchor, sails at half mast, like sort of just you know, obviously barking orders. But they were calling out orders. Yeah. And I was part of a crew, and it was fun. Did you work on the poop deck? I did work on the poop. Deck. Ooh, Rob, you dirty bird. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. <laughs> It's like, what else? Uh, I bought the game A Way Out, which is the um, EA published uh, co-op only prison break title. Yeah, so looks good. Yeah, which I can't wait to play. I'm hoping that either Todd will play it with me or I think it'd be fun for us to stream that one, actually. Let's that would be, stream it. Because that'd be a fun one for us to play together, I think. We'd be both hot messes, probably. Everybody who wants us to stream A Way Out, raise your hands right now. Oh my god, like a million people. Okay, we'll totally do it. <laughs> I, I like your your polling method. It's it's very scientific. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and it's then, just a count of hands. Oh well, yeah, and because I'm terrible with money, I also bought uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe and Snipper Clips Plus for the Switch. I have not played either of them yet, though, uh, because I'm the worst. But I'm excited about having them because now I have Mario Kart again because I'm gonna pull out the Wii U in a party setting to play Mario Kart. But now it's on the Switch. No big deal. No big deal. You could just take it with you. All right. So anyway, that's that's what I've been playing. That's a lot. Yeah, you are been, correct. It's been like three weeks. That is true. Lots has happened. That's true. I played one game and a little bit of an online massive multiplayer. Oh, and on the gamey yeah. front also, uh, Xbox Live Gold free games for April are pretty good. It's uh, the puzzle game The Witness from Jonathan Blow and Super Hot. What are PS? PlayStation games this year, I want to, or this month, month, I think are significantly less exciting, impressive. I could be wrong. Because it's April Fool's. Th- yeah, that's it. They could do that. Um, Let's see here. PS Plus, April 2018. Um... Oh, actually, you know what? Never mind. The, the the free games this month are actually pretty good. They didn't do a whole lot for me because I already have them. But they are good. Um, So uh, for PlayStation Plus users in April 2018, Mad Max. Ooh, the, I want that. The open world Mad Max developed yes. by Avalanche Studios. And uh, Trackmania Turbo. I thought thought that uh okay it could be it could be crazy i thought there was another one that i was excited about there's in space we brawl toy home 99 vitas and cubert rebooted did you get um less than awesome did you get the mega man prequel um number nine or whatever it's called i have mighty number nine yeah you do oh and then oh so okay so yeah so it looks like the playstation ones mad max is really your uh your your bread and butter this one um but so for april for xbox yeah right now through uh it is the witness and um i thought super hot was part of it maybe that's not anymore though i'm not seeing it here um but and then also you can get like cars 2 for 360 which ugh. but then in the back half of the month assassin's creed syndicate on oh. xbox for free which is, that's one of my favorite assassin's creed titles because i love jacob and evie yeah and then they're my favorite too i was just talking about that the other day yesterday and, today and also whatever Dead Space 2 is available for free, backward compatible, on Xbox in the latter half of the month. That's scary, Rob. It's super scary. Rob, that's scary. It's so scary. So scary. So, anyway, so, um, yeah. Is it time for us to learn? Nice. You want to learn something, Rob? I do like to learn. I got a word for you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And that word is... Stop. Oh, I didn't do my... Oh, no. I thought you were going to say that's what it was for me. Just... That word is leave. What's up? Uh, uh, why, huh? What is the word? The word of the week. 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 Sorry, I had to do that. You have to. It's very is, important. Let me scroll through my notes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you you were prepared for this. 
Got it. Hold up. Genethliac. I'm sorry, or what? It could be genethliac. I'm guessing it's an adjective. Yes, genethliac. That sounds about right. Geneth- That's um, a good one. I think it would be somebody who is... It's not a person. Or it's a quality, rather. As let's see, so it's an adjective. Um, would it be? Um, actually, I have no idea where to go with this. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, let's break it down. Gen, which I think like generation or general. I like that. That works. Like I don't even know like exactly what that root specifically means, though. But keep going. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, either. no, it's fine. Okay, just, just tell me what it is. Of or relating to birthdays or to the position of the stars at one's birth. Oh, okay. Genethliac. That's quite a word. What is your sign, Rob? I am Aquarius. This is the dawning of the age of Rob. <laughs> and I think I, I want to say my rising sign is also Aquarius. I think I'm a double Aquarius. Wow. Yeah, I don't fuck around. No, you're rough. I am a Virgo. I knew that. <laughs> and my rising, which I just found out a few months ago, is Taurus. Ah. Which nobody knows what Taurus is. You're a does. bullheaded virgin. Yes, I am. I run the the labyrinth back over on the <laughs> east side. <laughs> I think that's just. Does that mean like you're like a, a stubborn, super organized person? You don't strike me as especially stubborn. I don't know. If our, I don't know how the rising sign plays into stuff. Yeah, and I don't know much about Taurus because I don't know very many Taurus. Yeah, nor do I. Yeah, or I don't. I don't also. Don't I don't think they really exist. Honestly, I also don't read that like too much into horoscopy stuff. Although it is funny how much Aquarius, how many Aquarian traits I do kind of give us three traits, and I'll give you three Virgo traits. Um, well, I don't know if I can give you three, but it's uh the the Aquarians often tend to be uh dreamers is like one word, but like I don't I'm not especially like lofty with stuff, but like we tend to sort of often be aloof and in our own worlds, and to the point where, or even just our thought processes operate in a space where typically a lot of people don't understand where we're coming from hmm. uh, except other aquarians where are you talking about just kidding <laughs> and so um yeah i know a lot of aquarians tend to be a little um not the, i don't want to say flighty but we, we definitely tend to think in a different gear than a lot of people do hmm. um and it's very so i know aquarius is an air sign yeah even it's though, not a water which sign. is so funny because it seems like it should be water but it's yeah not. you would think right which is where the water bearer and all but no nope, air sign no that's so weird but yeah, I know I know the Virgos tend to be extremely organized. Like I'm an very, Earth sign, so I'm grounded. Yeah, and, and a lot of Virgos I know are very OCD. They many Virgos have offered to clean my closet for me. Oh, I love a tidy room. Like I literally have had three. Different very people organized. Do that. If you ever want to hire somebody for administrative or front desk or anything like that, you want a Virgo because we are definitely we like things mapped out. Just so. Just so. Yes. And um, very organized, anal retentive. We literally are everybody's best friend, but everybody's worst lover. (laughs) 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 Yeah. That's why I'm still single, but everybody still loves me. (laughs) Because that made me think of... Do you watch Parks and Rec? No. Oh my god. There's a scene where um, Craig, played by uh, Billy Eichner, declares himself to be uh, Miranda in the bedroom, Samantha in the boy. <laughs> I know it's not ideal, but it's who I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so, what we are. Yeah, Miranda in the bedroom, love- Samantha in the boardroom. <laughs> God, that's so good. That's a Virgo <laughs> right there. Um, but yeah, so, well, anyway, that's Genethliac. That's nice. the word of the week. 
So, are we on to uh, the frontier of vinyl? It's the vinyl frontier. <laughs> so, um, trend, uh, so uh, our buddies at I Am 8-Bit have announced the pre-orders, which I got on, for uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah, Kingdom Battle. Battle. I wrote yeah. Kingdom Rush, and that's not right. Why do I always write that? Um, fucking worked on that game's launch, and I still can't <laughs> tell you what it's called. Yeah, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Uh, I um, yeah, so I pre-ordered that. Nice. Which I'm excited about. Uh, Mondo. Wait, it's the soundtrack. Soundtrack, yes. Vinyl. Yes. Original art. Yes. What color is the vinyl? Uh, I think it is uh, fuchsia. No, it's like I think it's a white with red splatter and white with blue splatter. I think. I think okay. is what it is. Um. And then Mondo has announced uh, like a limited 3,000 run pressing of the soundtrack to uh, Katamari Damashi. Don't know it. It's a PS2 game that has like a huge sort of cult following. Um, they made a couple more like, you know, uh, We Heart we heart Katamari um, and... Uh, I like Calamari too. <laughs> and, um, and they made, I think, Beautiful Katamari for the PS3 Um What's it called? Katamari, C A or sorry, K A T A M A R I, and that thing is Damasi. D A. Oh yeah, Damasi. Yeah. So in it. Oh my god! I thought a spider was crawling up my leg, but it was just my my clothes fell. <laughs> um, in it, like I think the king of the cosmos is his name. He uh, gets drunk and knocks all the stars out of the sky. So uh-huh. you, as the prince, have to roll a ball, collecting various matter. Like so you're wasn't collecting... this one of the first PS3 games out or PS2 games? It was out for PS. The original was for PS2. It was like one of the first games. I don't know if it was one of the first, but it definitely had like a big following. Um, and so you have to roll this ball to collect various collect debris it. around the world to create something of large enough mass, so then you can throw it into the sky, so it becomes a star again. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I did play that original. Like the game's super quirky. And uh, people love it. And so that soundtrack I just ordered from Mondo. Cute. And then also I ordered, and it has already arrived, the four LP set to The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. It includes the expansions for uh, Blood and Wine and Hearts of Stone. Oh, nice. Um, and so yes, a four LP soundtrack set for The Witcher 3, which had a really great soundtrack. So Are I you excited, excited for that. Netflix? To do oh, the Netflix Witcher? Witcher series? Yes, I think that'll be really cool. Yeah. The Witcher has such rich lore. I think it would actually lend itself to uh some to like an uh, another format very well. Yeah, I'm excited. So, oh, that's the Vinyl Frontier. Nice. Well, it's a good thing you just stopped because you got caught in a graphic jam, Rob. Hong Kong. So many crashes. How much do you have going on in this graphic jam? Jesus. It wasn't finished. That was the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have a great book this week. <laughs> the <laughs> end. The end. Uh, if anybody has heard of the graphic family tragicomic novel, Fun Home, well, we're going to talk about it anyway. Yeah, because if you haven't, what, what rock have you been living under? Come on. Yeah, exactly. So Fun Home, um, just to s- start off with, is... A graphic novel, but there is a Tony-winning Broadway musical based off of this book that is also very good. And so it's an autobiography um, from the author, Alison Bechtel. Bechtel. 
Bechdel, thank you. And um, she's a lesbian, and she kind of tells her story of growing up with her father, who committed suicide at age 44. And this, you know this in the very first few pages. Yeah, and you, you didn't just spoil everything? I didn't spoil everything. This is like the setup. And she's basically reliving her childhood with her father, who was so many things to so many people it's such a bad father he was closeted homosexual he like slept with young men like pre like not of age men he um you know her mother was very nonchalant i can't i can't, i'm an actress i don't give a fuck about what you're doing i have my own things going on and her and her two brothers just kind of lived their existence in fun home which was a funeral home basically then they sold coffins and it's based um it's called fun home because it's their the house they live in is like their father's masterpiece and it's basically this museum of like grandioseness but it's kind of like a color a cover that juxtaposes the way he actually lived his life which is kind of chaotic so it's a really good book let me see if i have any notes on this um yeah it's it's a it's funny it's sad it's it you don't feel sorry for her father. Um, he committed suicide, and he was only forty four. And it kind of is her going through all the or- ordeals of why she hates him so much, <laughs> and it's really fun. Um, yeah. And I also love the way she brings in um, her father was a huge fan of literature and she also is a huge fan of literature. So they bring in a lot of um, contrasts and and comparisons with like the Odyssey or uh, uh, Hemingway or um, Fitzgerald, like all these great authors who had like maybe queer tendencies. So it kind of the story's kind of written in a way that mirrors these these novels classic novels nice i've had an advanced reader's copy of fun house or fun home uh in my shelf for years really yeah read it when did this come out i mean it originally Um, was published like a while six i think that was that long ago i think so oh my god yeah 2006 so at that time i was working at book soup i was still i think i just finished college or rather i think i was still in college when i got my advanced reader's copy of it and like um, yeah, I never read it, but like I wanted to because I heard. I think I already knew who Allison Bechdel was um, because there's a. Are you familiar with the Bechdel test? No. So this is a fun little thing uh, that um, Todd and I actually still do a lot when we go to the movies. So um, I think it originated in a, like a 1985 comic strip called Dykes to Watch Out For. Oh, she she wrote that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like so, uh, Allison Bechdel and her. I don't know if it's her girlfriend or her friend. Uh, I don't remember what her first name is, but her last name is Wallace. So often it's called the Bechdel Wallace test. Um, there's a strip about them leaving a movie and talking about uh, women's representation and like the type of roles that they get in movies. Yeah. And so now there's this thing which people call the Bechdel or the Bechdel Wallace test, where um, it is a test to see representation in movies. And uh, mm. the rules are simple. Uh, one. Let's do this with Ready Player One. Can we? Uh, or should we? Well, I don't. Do... I don't remember the movie well enough to actually be specifically positive Ooh. about it. Oh, let's choose a movie. Wonder Woman. Okay, Wonder Woman. This should pass. We'll do the Bechdel test. Wallace. Yeah, Bechdel Wallace, Wallace test. test. So, are there two women in this movie? Yes. Are th- and this is a this is a fun little additional rule, which um actually is uh brought in sometimes. Okay. Are they both named? Do they have names? Yes. Do they speak to each other? Yes. Do they speak to each other about something 
other than a man? Um, no. Well, it's, I think they do, though. I want to say, like, back on, on uh, or, you know, in, um, oh, my God, I'm, you're going to kill me. I can't think of the island they live on. The Mascara. Yes, thank you, the Mascara. Oh, you're right. They talk about, I, like, I, battle and just becoming yes, strong women. Right. I was thinking of Etta Candy the entire time, no. not her. No, it was, like, her and... The Amazons. Totally. Yeah. Like, totally. Those are women oh, wow. with names, okay, and yes. they talk to each other. Sorry, I was only thinking Etta Candy for some reason. But it's crazy, though. If you think about a lot of movies, a lot of times, um, there may not even be two women in a movie. Or they may never meet. Or they may like never the talk to each other. Characters. Yeah, or they'll talk to each other about a male character to drive that male character's story further. One example, like uh, there was um, Feminist Frequency, uh, Anita Sarkeesian's uh, web uh, company or her company, uh, talked about um, this uh, years ago, I think back in the, the year that Moneyball was nominated for Best Picture. And that year, of all the nominees for, for Best Picture, I think only one or two of them passed the Bechdel test. And it was crazy because, like, Moneyball actually had, ex- I think, exactly two women in it, and they never meet. Moneyball didn't have very many characters, though. No, but it only had two women, and they never spoke to each other. And, like, I remember, like, when Todd and I saw The Raid 2, we were all really excited because we were like, oh, my God, there's two women that talk to each other. And, not and it's ne- not about a man. And not necessarily about a man, but ugh, both of them are actually strippers, and they don't have names. So it's kind of still uh, not really progress. It's amazing, though, how often, even like a movie that has like a pretty robust cast, often they just don't let the women talk to each other. And if they do, they're only talking about how these men are addressing the overall plot of the movie. It's kind of fascinating. So huh. it's, it's just a fun thing to help you examine what... Y- entertainment you're watching yeah. and in ready player one there are definitely multiple women multiple women with names i cannot tell you off the top of my head if they literally speak to each other specifically about anything that is not male driven so it's actually kind wow. of fascinating anyway so that's a fun little aside on allison bechdel because that's a kind of interesting i love that you know so much thing. about this you gotta, I mean, you gotta know your your uh, feminist theory. I don't even. I think that's considered that. I don't even know. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I took feminist theory, and I do know about the feminist frequency, but I don't know why I didn't well, recognize I her name. I think the reason why I knew about it is actually from watching the Anita Sarkeesian uh, videos, because um, you know, like uh, it was, it was very enlightening. Huh. For me. I do love that this book is foiled, right? Like I love they did a foil cover for it. Um, I actually like that the all the drawings are basically black, white. Did and she a, draw them? I think she did. Um, I uh, think she did too, because there's no illustrator credit. that I mentioned. Yeah. yeah, I like that it is black and white with light blue instead of gray. Like I like that a lot. It's very very simple. It's like she's very talented. There's some detail in those. Yeah, it's a lot of work. She even draws a dick in here, on a cadaver. <laughs> nice. He's circumcised. <laughs> so nice. That was a good graphic jam. Thank you. I really do want to read that one. It's it's on my it's on my list. I'd let you borrow it, but you already have it. I have it. Well, and it is since it's an advanced reader's copy. Often those are full of errors, like they're full of typos. Although I would imagine that's not really possible, given that these are hand drawn and lettered thing so i imagine yeah. the version that she made might be there may be some layout differences but i don't think it's going to change a whole lot yeah i so. think you're pretty safe yeah i think it's pretty good have you heard the musical i have not i'm not a big you fan of musicals, like musicals though like, it's good occasionally a musical will win me over but I'm, I'm never one to be like know what i'm in the mood for a musical i'm always in the mood for a musical oh i forgot to mention um this one was recommended by steven oh yeah so got it yeah that's all nice that's your graphic jam so on to the news yes i love that 
Um, I just have a handful of, of newsy stuff. Go for it. Um, how much do, how do you have, do you have some newsies? Um, I do, but they're honestly just things I'm going to read off. Like, you want to go one at a time? Let's just trade off. Okay. Um, I'll go first. I might have yes. more than you. Uh, fun little thing since we've talked about it a couple times now. Uh, Queer Eye. Yes. Has been renewed for a second season. I know. I saw on, uh, well, I didn't know that, but on Instagram, Jonathan was talking about, yay, second season. Well, and more importantly, also, nailed it. Got picked up for a second nailed season. Nailed it. Nailed it. I'm so excited. I'm I very, watched it. Oh. I thought it was hilarious. So, so you liked it? I recommended it to friends and they hated it. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Well, but Miguel. I'm glad that you liked it. Because seriously, like, I thought it's so funny, isn't it? It's. And it knows how stupid it is, it, it knows, which is the best yeah, part. It knows exactly what it is, and it's not pretending to be anything it isn't. It's There's something very nice about a show that is fully familiar with like what lane it's yeah, in. Yeah, they just know it's a ridiculous concept and a ridiculous show, and the hosts are stupid and amazing. Seriously, Nicole is just a treasure. She's, she's so funny. I think she's funny, too. Yeah. Uh, I think she'd be an annoying friend, but I think she's pretty funny to watch. <laughs> like, And actually, uh, she tweeted about, uh, with an email address to um, send in information if you wanted to be on season two, so which I'm going to send an email. Oh, you should for Todd. No, it was, I, like, he, Todd was like, I think Todd might be too good of a baker, and so he was like, I'll probably never get picked. He's you like, want to do it? So he, he told me, he's like, you should do it, though, because you like the show you kind of can bake but also you kind of will probably blow but it. i think you have to show um images of what well, you've done i can make something if i have to and then also the nice thing is i think i'm kind of dry which could be fun on camera um and then but also what i'm going to do when i send an email is i'm going to recommend actually i'm gonna be like hey i think it'd be fun if i did it by the way do you ever think about doing a couples episode because todd and i God. would be quite the pair because we'd be kind of picking at each other the entire time and also we're funny on camera just because of the 50 year you're totally going to get that golden chef's hat right i want that hat um and I, I do have a theory though if i or a plan if i do get on nailed it i can guarantee you uh the first thing i'm gonna do is grab one of those giant fucking sheets of rice krispie treats oh yeah and i'm just gonna eat it the whole time while i'm working oh my gosh because you could i just go straight for the vodka because <laughs> i like uh I, every time i saw people working them i was like why are they not eating them and uh and then I was like, oh my god, I could totally see myself being that guy who, like, first thing you do, grab a sheet of those, and I'm just munching. Just and then the whole time during the show, they're like, he has the Rice Krispies, but this recipe does not call for them. What is he going to do with those? Actually going oh, to eat oh, them. Oh, he's just eating them. That's, yes. okay, it's cool. A snack. Yeah. I love Rice Krispie treats. They're Energy. Like, they're, like, one of my favorite things. Oh, they're so good. Seriously, like, I hate pie. I'm okay with cake. I love pie. I love a cookie, and I fucking love rice krispie treats they're so simple they're so simple and they're delicious hmm. good to know oh love them anyway so yeah uh that's all good news what you got? yes oh well my news is not so great okay well i'll follow up with also Lindsay not good news. lohan oh thank you <laughs> Lindsay lohan fails to convince court her image in a, her image is in a video game that's not bad news that's actually something that should have happened Right. I'm just going to read this off real fast. Go for it. It looks like game over for actress Lindsay Lohan in her state court fight against a software company for using what she claims is a likeness of her in a video game. Not just any company. Rockstar Games. Rockstar. Lohan's lawyer argued before a New York top court that Take-Two Interactive Software, Inc. violated her right to privacy by incorporating a lookalike image of her in the game Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah, there's a blonde woman in like a bikini with a phone giving a peace sign. But the state court of appeals ruled Thursday that the 
the satirical representations of quote a woman that's be- a modern woman beach going and end quote is not identical uh, identical identifiable <laughs> as Lohan seriously wow. like if anything yeah it's just like it just shows how self absorbed she is that she thinks this very generic oh, she's a hot mess. idea of a woman well in fact she's currently the spokesperson for lawyers dot com she really yeah, that's she's, pretty hilarious she's got enough experience with them with lawyers wow. It's kind of funny. Yeah, so the court affirmed a ruling from a lower state appeals court dismissing her lawsuit. And that's that. That sounds about right. Sorry, Lohan. You ain't going to get this one neither. Womp womp. Um, so uh, more... Well, it's just, that's that's not bad news. She kind of had that coming. Um, I know, but it's so sad that she's like the best in Mean Girls. <laughs> and how she fell uh, so far from grace. Oh my god, it's amazing how much her career has just... Her, Amanda Bynes, um, the one from Pie, American Pie, what's her name? Mina Suvari? Oh no, Tara Reid. Tara Reid? Oh man. What's with all these blonde bimbos? Well, I don't know. Blondes have too much fun. Way too much fun. Um, So, uh, I have a little bit of news. Matt Kahn is uh, taking leave from his uh, position at his previous job. Matt Kahn was, or he still is, uh, the guy who founded GamerX, which is an LGBT-focused game convention. Uh, I believe it's in San Jose, or it's just south of uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Um, And I know a lot of people actually look forward to that event every single year. I imagine it's still going to keep happening because it does have a huge following. Um, he also was the founder or CEO, I think, of Midboss Games, um, which they created the game 2064 Read Only Memories, which is a very highly acclaimed adventure title. It's a retro style adventure game, um, and it's on uh, most platforms, and I think it's coming to Switch soon. Um, however, there have been recent allegations that have come to light about him uh, underpaying people, also creating a hostile work environment. There's rumors of harassment. Uh, a lot of things have kind of all happened at once, and so... Uh, he said as soon as payroll was taken care of for like the you know immediate future for people, he was going to be taking leave from his position as head of mid boss and gamer X. Um, we'll see what develops from there. But, well, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's always a it's always a sad thing to hear of a company that um a lot of people love what they do, especially when it's in the community that does a yeah. lot for for the underdogs. Yeah, like because I know the game was very high, like great with representation of like non non binary gender representation and it's it's just in general it's a very positive game experience and it just sucks to hear that it came from a potentially toxic environment where people were either underappreciated or potentially uh not abused necessarily but like you know harassed and like well, which is i would say sexual harassment is abuse yeah 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 so um anyway so that's the thing what you got please tell me it's <sighs> better um, I do have something better. Good. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give New video game montage seeks to counter Trump's violent reel. I heard about that. Yeah. I didn't watch it, though. It's cute. I mean, both reels kind of suck, honestly. But, like, it's to show off the beauty of games. The and beauty. Like, and of the worlds of these things, right? It's weird, though, how these... They choose like literally ten games, and it's, it's like yeah, there are a that shit down? billion games out there. What the fuck? Well, even for the violent game montage that he presented, yeah. I was actually surprised that some of the games that were in there. I was like, uh, you, I can name you four games that are more violent right now. Yeah, and Mortal Kombat wasn't even in it. Right. Like I don't understand. Yes. Was Grand Theft Auto even in it? No. But it's like yeah, like literally like the two games that have had more fucking like uh news reports and mayhem about them than any other not in there not even in like mortal kombat's why we have a rating system now of course also his solution to the problem was that video games and movies 
should have a rating system. He clearly is out of touch. He's doesn't so know smart. what already exists. Why is he so smart? But video game a- um, um, companies do believe that the rating system needs to be changed, or at least from what I read, changed so that it it's got a broader spectrum. It can't just be like four things or mm-hmm. whatever it is. But at least, yeah, self-regulation has been the name of the game for the games industry to avoid government uh, interference. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm just going to read this. Um, yes. I, ASI has... How do you pronounce it? Asi? Maybe that's the first name. Asi Barak. I think that's a name. Yeah. Chairman of the nonprofit Games for Change contacted President Susanna Pollock and asked her about creating creating its own 88-second video, a montage designed to show the beauty and diversity that can be found in games. When they go low, we go high. That's right. That's very, it's sweet. I don't know if it's going to move the needle for anybody, but I do like at least that someone tried to to make a statement for good. In um, the documentary Wild Wild Country, the, one of the gurus, which is a Netflix documentary, one of the gurus said, or somebody says in the documentary, you know, when um, you start to fight against people who don't fight fair, you start to adopt their, to adopt it. And it's yeah, good that, that they didn't. Yeah, it's good that they're taking the high ground on this. Nice. So, anyhow, well, your turn. I have a little bit of news that I think you might know about already, but it's exciting, and it ties into one of your previous crushes, I believe. Oh my god, I love a crush. Netflix has announced they are making a live-action Carmen Sandiego feature. Where is Carmen Sandiego? Remember that cartoon? Uh-huh. So good. Starring Gina Rodriguez. Yeah, I knew that. That's exciting, I though. started doing a drawing of her. But yeah, I figured that you'd be excited about that. I'm just so happy. That's all, I love that's all Carmen news. Sandiego. She's a cosplay I've always wanted to do. Oh, help. why have you not done it? Because I just figure wearing a red trench coat around everywhere is... I'm just a homing beacon for, like, bad news. People will, like, zone in on me and, like, attack. That's pretty good, though. I guess people will be like, I found her! You know, all <laughs> the time. It's like I, dressing up as Waldo. I was going to say, I would need to wear as Waldo with me. Yeah. Oh my god, that actually be a really fun, like, couples sort of costume Cosplay. idea of, like, I've seen the it. two people where everyone's like, where are they? Yeah, where's they are. And where in the world is her? Is, I is, found you know, is Carmen. So yeah, the two of them, like, they were together the whole time? Right here? Conspiracy theories. Right? They're always hiding. Yeah. Um. What, do you have another one? Uh, no. You're out of news? Just the Overwatch League update. Oh, got it. Um. Okay, well, uh, I think last time, I think I talked about how the System Shock, or maybe a couple weeks ago, the System Shock kickstarted game was on hold. They have come back out uh, and announced that, um, yeah, they are... Oh, that's right. I remember you talking about yeah, that. Yeah. They're ready to resume it, there, and we're anticipating to get that game in 2020. I do not have nice. any additional details, because I did not... Uh, rem- I don't remember that article. I wrote this down a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's also been announcements of a Street Fighter TV show Ooh, in the works. That sounds awful. So there are details out there. Oh, seriously, without Raul Julia, what's the point? What's um, the point? Or uh, Kylie Minogue is Cammy. Hey, she can still do it. She could. She, she can do anything she wants to. Yeah, I fucking love could. her. I'm the Green Fairy. Yeah, and she beat <laughs> cancer. So now time to make her Cammy again. <sighs> That'd be so dope. Love her. Um, so uh, this is more sad news. Uh, turns out to follow up on all of our previous uh, mentions of this company, Toys R Us is fully closing all of its stores. <laughs> it's been a slippery slope on this one. We talked about them quite a God, bit. Or it's so like sad. they're closing 180 stores. They're closing 300 stores. They're closing them all. But and the man who founded Toys R Us died. died. <laughs> 
So Toys R Us is having a rough year. They ain't doing so well. But apparently KB Toys is coming back. What? <laughs> I got you there. How yeah. is that a thing? I don't know. Right then. That's what I heard. Um. So other quick little news. Oh, wait. I oh, wanted to oh, also sorry. piggyback off yes. of um, Toys R Us closing. Apparently Aaron Brothers is closing all of its locations oh, as well. It's closing all of them? I I heard all. I don't know if it no. means all, but it said all. Fuck, that's where I go for cheap frames. Me too. Damn it. Because I know the one on La Brea was closing, but I was, I figured this like. This one's closing here, right? Damn it. Too. I was like, oh, let's go to the one in West Hollywood. Motherfuck. That's a bummer. It's a bummer. I don't like that. Not enough people frame their art. My office is covered in fucking framed art. Uh, no, I love to frame everything. So, people you don't like, <sighs> art. Totally. We um, all need to be framed. Uh, Roger Rabbit. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, uh, that was a bad joke. I'm sorry. That was good. Uh, so, also, um, this is a. Did you ever play Pixel Junk Monsters for PS3? No. Okay, so Pixel Junk Monsters was this amazing, adorable game where you played as a little tiki man and you built towers. It was a tower defense game. You built towers uh, to protect your children from monsters that were coming for them um super cute one of my favorite games of the ps3 really great co-op and the way that you level up your towers like they level up by gaining experience by killing things but also if you want to level them up faster you can go stand in front of the tower and you dance and your dance makes them level up faster it's so cute um ps3 ps3 anyway pistol joke monsters 2 has been announced oh my goddess and on May 25th, the same day that Dark Souls Remastered is coming out, Pixel Junk Monsters 2 is coming to the PC, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. So Yikes. I was excited about that because I like that game. Or I like the, that series. That would be a fun game to play with you. Right? Most games are fun to play with me. I'm fun, goddammit. I never see you playing. Yeah, I know. Well, I usually play between like midnight and three. I am so insane. Yeah, I'm in Little Nemo's La La Land by that time. Like I tend to, you know, I tend to play late. Um, also announced a remaster of one of the best 2D stealth games I think I've ever played. Not, I guess I haven't played that many. A great 2D stealth game, Mark of the Ninja. It is fucking fantastic. It came out on the Xbox 360 many years ago, um, and it was exclusive to that, with, and I think it eventually went to PC. Okay. They're doing a remaster of it for, I think, all next-gen or all current-gen platforms and Nintendo Switch. So It's 2D? It is. Like a side-scroller? Like uh-huh, a platformer? Uh-huh. And it's super stealthy, great, really good animation. It looks almost kind of cartoony. Um, And you are a stealthy, awesome ninja. It's real good. Hmm. So when that comes out, I fully recommend it. However you can play it, you should. It's real good. I do see a Switch on that cabinet now. So yes. It's, oh, we got a Switch. It's definitely going to be on the Switch. But I didn't it's, mention that. It's also available for um, other platforms as well. Nice. So, correction, Steven got a Switch. I haven't played it yet because I said he wants me to play it, but I said no games until after I, no new systems until after I finish this film. Lame. Well, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah. I finished Far Cry. I'm very proud of you for that, by the way. Give me a minute. Okay, <laughs> have your moment. Thank you. I will, I can lob Primal at you later. Yes. So, um, all right, so that's, that's my news. Uh, so, um... How are we on time? Two minutes? Six. Oh, God, okay. We can do this, right? Overwatch. Um, Gladiator signed a new fan favorite, Star Tsumi, who's a woman. What? Yes, and she, her metas are Torborn, 
Torbjorn. Thank you. Anna McCree and Hanzo. She's Ooh. apparently very good at every character. And she's a streamer and she's never played professionally, but they adopted her because she's so popular. Is the Gladiators? The LA Gladiators. Nice. Yeah. Um, stage two um, of four finals. New York Excelsior is on top. Second place, London Spitfire. Third place, Philadelphia. And unfortunately, Shanghai Dragons is still flat with zeros yeah, zero across victories. the board. Yep. And your favorite, though, Houston Outlaws are fifth? seventh. Seventh? Jesus. They didn't do so well this round. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um, okay. That's pretty much... Oh, and that's round two, so round three is starting soon. I think this Wednesday. And yeah. I think Guguri is starting to play for the Dragons, the first... Oh, yes. The first lady Overwatch player. Or I guess there's two now, though. Well, yeah, but look, Guguri was signed first. Oh, she's signed first, yes. And she's ranked she just one haven't the, been able to play yet. And I think she's ranked one of the top Zarya players in the world. Ah, so, that'll be good. Yeah, it'll be fun Zarya, Because there are no Zaryas right now. You don't see a whole lot of Zarya, yeah. But when there's a good one and they use that damn shield against you, they're fierce. Okay. Awesome. Yes. On to the crush. Crush of the week, 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 week. Go for it. Um, mine is John C. Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you're gonna choose him. He's the he's hot one. So hot. So yeah, John Seed. He's the hot one from Far Cry Five. Uh, uh he's pants on him. Seriously, he's just he's well put together. Um, he looks very Midwest with his little vest, but Ugh. he's still super cute. He's got a good beard. Uh. He just looks put together because, like, father is all man bunny and always shirtless. He's all dirty looking. Jacob is all acne scars. He has a stinky dinky, but Jacob cleans his. Yeah, and Jacob is all uh, uh, militant. No, John. Yeah, Jacob's all militant with acne scars. Which I love. And then John is just put together. He's just... And the best part is, he's a yes man. He is. He's <laughs> always looking for new things to say yes to. Yes, baby. I'll give him something to pray for. And he will baptize you against your will. He'll carve your or carve or tattoo your sins onto you and then yes. cut them off. Not rat. Wrath. Wrath. Not rat. <laughs> yeah, and then he'll knock you down and carve that piece of skin off of you. He's fucked up, but kind of hot. Nice. Yes. High five. Yeah. Ooh. We're going to have a threesome. I kind of hey. figured that you were going to say John Seed. I meant for us to do like a three, two, one, call it out kind of <laughs> thing because I knew it was going to be like, I knew it. Um, nice. Can we do socials? We can totally, we have plenty of time with the socials, but no, uh, like more on the on the John Seed. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm also really excited. I will take John Seed's seed. Hey, yo. Oh, I'm shit. Also, I'm also very <laughs> excited that uh, we have the same crush on this one because that means it'll get posted to Instagram because uh, I've been terrible and I haven't signed into Instagram on my new phone yet mm-hmm. from the podcast account. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been posting anything because I'm a bad person. Yes. Uh, but at least you will post our crush this time because he's also your crush. I, I'm totally gonna post him. Good. Find some I'm saucy have, fan art. No, I love the saucy. There's fan gotta art. be. Oh, so hot. But so is Nick. Nick is hot too. Well, yeah. Write that <sighs> down for later. Yeah. But yeah, right now it's it's all it's John Seed's show though. John Seed. Yeah. Anyway, so- he wears those pants so well though. They animated his butt just so beautifully. Anyway, well, it's, he's, he has nice eyes and just a well kept beard. He's charismatic yet terrifying yeah mm. he's a feisty one right you don't have to tame that wild beast mm. <laughs> right. on to the socials oh yeah sorry so, so, i no. forgot why we were anyway, here all yeah. of a sudden <gasps> Man, this has been the vapors yeah the vapors oh. uh yeah 
So I'm at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter or at Satine on Twitch. And you can follow moi at Fast Danger on Twitter or at Mr. Gladstone where Mr. is spelled out on Instagram and the Twitches. Or you can follow the podcast at BitDiffPodcast. It's B-I-T-D-I-F-F podcast on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Not Twitch. Not Twitch. But Twitter, the other ones. Instagram. But yeah, we actually do have on oh, Twitch we do? too. You could follow us there. Sure. Yeah. Um, or you could write us an email at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday that we actually record. Sorry, we've been the worst. Um, but yeah, uh, would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and the Google Plays? Yay! Google Play. Google Play. <laughs> I just spit everywhere. Um, and I guess that's the show. So, ciao, Bye-bye.